0: You are now listening to NYY Sports Talk, a New York Yankees podcast. Find this episode on iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. For live in-game Yankee updates, news, and fan giveaways, follow on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. Now, let's talk Yankees baseball with Christian and Chris. His
1: 1st at bat of the game. There's a fly ball game. to It's on its way. And the Yankees are saw in the world. Today.
2: Welcome back to the NYY Sports Talk podcast episode 19 presented by the Armchair All-Americans. I was going to come out here and test a new signature open which I told you guys last week that I wanted to do, but Chris told me he likes to welcome back and it excites him. So It does. I'm just going to stick with that from now on. So, welcome back, episode 19 as we said, uh We were going to continue our series of fielding the worst New York Yankees in the last 20 years. We were going to do the third baseman today, but the Yankees decided to hire a manager on Friday night. So kind of... How could they? Kind of threw this whole show up in the air of what we were going to do. Uh, Before we get into the manager, uh, we have Chris Corelli of SNY TV and the Sporting News on with us. You'll hear that interview in a little bit uh chris previously joined us uh, a few months ago yeah but he's back as a the only two-time Oh, no, actually joe rivera is a two-time guest so yeah. we got joe rivera and chris corelli as two-time guests
0: i'll tell you what not taking away from anyone else corelli gives a hell of an interview he really does uh,
2: yeah chris is great we love having him on he 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 gave us almost a half hour of his time today uh talk about aaron boone and uh the Japanese Beirut Shohei Otani. So we thank him again. And as I
0: said, you'll hear that interview in a little bit. And I just want to say something early in the podcast because we usually do it at the end. And who knows who's still around after 20 minutes of listening to me and you go back and forth. Um, follow us on Twitter, at Talk. Head to the website, talk.com for some up-to-date news and articles. You can join our Yankee ticket raffle We'll be giving away Yankee tickets all year in 2018. Um, and head to our podcast page, myysportstalk.com slash podcast. You can listen to the podcast. Click subscribe and subscribe on any platform that you listen to. Very important to us that you support us and give us your following. Yes,
2: very important. But more important than that is the reason why we're all here. And that's the New York Yankees. And they... Now, according to published reports, Friday night, they have their man. Aaron Boone is now or will be named at some point officially by the ball club. But it's as as common as any. uh, I'll get this out eventually. It's pretty much confirmed by everybody that knows these things that he will become the manager for the Yankees in 2018. Um, We'll start off, you know, I'll get your thoughts on it.
0: When you heard the news, how would you feel about it? (laughs) Well, here's what I'll say, and i will it's simple, okay? Aaron Boone was my least desirable manager that they could have hired. Putting aside maybe Wedge, and, or putting aside Woodward, I think Boone was my second to last candidate. More so than uh, Eric Wedge? I told you, you know, one of our writers wrote that article and I was on board with Wedge. If they went that route, I would have been okay with it. But listen. But before you go here, here's and this made sense to me when I
2: heard, um, we follow so many different people on Twitter. We talk to so many different people on Twitter that write and are in the know. And I really want to give the person credit that said it, but I can't. Do you really think that Brian Cashman got rid of Joe Girardi to sell to Hal Steinbrenner, I'm gonna bring in a guy with a sub 500 career
0: managerial record. No, but listen, can I get my point out? I was so down on Aaron Boone. You heard me. Go back last week, two weeks ago.
2: Oh, you tweeted
0: out something I said last week about Aaron Boone. Well, I'm getting there. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I can't speak for you just yet. I'll let you speak for yourself. Oh, but so this, you're going
2: to you're going to do me that courtesy because <coughs> yes. we're both married and we
0: rarely get to speak for ourselves. You speak for yourself on that, okay? <laughs> but listen, the second it became official to uh, to all of us, I was it was almost like a uh a switch went off. I was happy. I was confident. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's maybe that this team felt so good, and, and the fact that we were missing a manager made us feel so down and incomplete for the last month or so that they could have named anybody and we would have been on board. I'm okay with this. I'm happy about it. I'm excited. I never thought I'd feel excited after they announced Aaron Boone, but I feel excited about this, and I'm confident, and I think that the Yankees heard the right things. I don't think that this is just a higher... Because he's gonna be the guy who just yeses them to death and and listens. I really think. Can I just pick it back all of
2: a that you said real quick? And in our NYY Sports Talk group chat, I mean, there is a third member of this team, but you know, again, vacant, vacant. But now we don't have a vacancy in the managerial position, but we do have a vacancy as our stack guy, right? Right. Okay. But anyway. In the chat on Friday when this was all breaking, I told you guys, I was like, I'm excited now. And it's not so much that I was excited that Aaron Boone was named. It's now that we have a manager and we can look forward to somebody being in charge of this team and we can really try to focus on on on-field stuff now, right? Because you came... Even though the season didn't end the way that we wanted to, we were still feeling really good about this ball club heading into 2018. And now we have a manager now. And now we can really focus on the on-field stuff again, which is really what you and I want to do anyway. We don't want to sit here and talk about who may or may not be the manager anymore. Now we know. So now we can focus in on them winning games and going towards that 28th World Series.
0: Yeah, I think that's really what it comes down to. And you know what? At the end of the day... I'm okay with this with this move. I'm happy about it. It's tough because we're going to go into this before we play you the Corelli interview. We think it's important that you hear our take on it first, me and you, me and Christian here. But I think that Aaron Boone represents everything the Yankees were looking for in a manager. A guy who has the same thought processes as them. Um, a guy who is analytically driven. A guy who doesn't have much experience, who's going to turn to upper Not management. much. First. None.
2: Yeah, none. Before you go, does that scare you at First-hand
0: all? experience, I should say. None.
2: He has no experience being inside of a major Understood. league clubhouse in any type of coaching role. Does that scare you that he's taking control of a team that's that's going to have a lot, very, very high, they're going to be at worst the third favorite coming out of the
0: American League next year. Here's why it doesn't scare me. Because we constantly talk about how much baseball has changed, right? Really drastically over the last couple of years when it comes to managerial decisions. He's a fresh face who's going to easily adapt to this new way of baseball because he doesn't know anything else. I'm okay with it. I'm not going to make a big deal out of the fact that he doesn't have any experience. I think he's going to pick up pretty quick. He's a baseball guy. It's not like you're throwing someone in who was a math major and doesn't know anything about the sport, who was going to you know be a math teacher and has no idea about baseball. This guy has been driven with baseball his entire life as a player, as an analyst. His his father, his grandfather, his brother, who we won't talk too much about. But this guy has been surrounded by baseball his whole life. I think and he's going to take
2: to thank it. Thank God for the, uh, Aaron that the Yankees did not hold that against him. By the way. I couldn't that even was, get through the article that, was, that you sent me. That was really like a scummy, scummy thing that Brett Boone did. But we're not here to talk about him. We're here to talk about his brother, Aaron, who is now the manager of the New York Yankees. So, I mean, yeah, last week I did say that it would be a colossal disaster. But, oh,
0: let me get to that. Oh, uh, you
2: get to that. All okay. right. Can let you, me talk about it. Because you that. wanted to build to that. So let, you, you can let build to that. Let me talk
0: about it. Okay. He wants you to talk about it. <laughs> This is the exact quote from Christian. Did you listen to it or you just – I, I – listen. I'll be honest. Every day I listen to our, our, our podcast from the week before. I like to listen. I like to see what we do well. You what listen we to it every day? Almost. Certain parts. I like to – I listen to it on Monday. I like to hear what we can do better moving forward. Okay? So Replacing I – Replacing you would be a start. Before, <laughs> before we recorded today, I said – I I want to go back to the Aaron Boone talk because I remember both of us kind of saying some awful things. But you said something to the effect of, you hope you're wrong, but in 10 years from now, now this is the exact quote, if Aaron Boone is the manager of the Yankees, it will be a colossal disaster. Why? Why? Do you still feel that way? Because like I said, the second they announced them, I all of a sudden felt good. Do you still feel that way or would you redact your statements that you made last week? All right, here's... uh, It's like I'm interviewing you now. Interview me.
2: (laughs) Um, Do I still feel it'll be a disaster? I guess not. And mainly that's because I don't want to put that out there now. Now he's the manager. Let's get behind him. Whatever nonsense that we, we see, you got. So understand. did
0: you make the statement thinking that I this didn't. guy would never become the manager? So part of me thought they would never hire him. Really? Yeah. Even though you knew how high they were on this guy.
2: See, that kind of really broke after we. Not really. When after his initial, his yeah, that he did well, but then later on in the week, it became that he was gonna be, it was gonna be him and Mullins, and then it was just him. So, now that he is the manager... See, my whole thing with him is that... See, I'm going to contradict myself okay, because but, I really wanted Beltron to be the manager. And what experience does Beltron have? Right, he doesn't have any. Right.
0: But let me say this to you. I'm not saying that you can't still feel what you said last week but not support Boone. Right? You could still feel like he's going to be a disaster but you're still going to support him through the process... Do you still feel in your heart, in your mind, that this was the wrong move for them to make?
2: Based on the guys they interviewed, I can't honestly say that I think it was the wrong move. Like, a lot of people have said, and Corelli even touched on this, and you'll hear it in the interview later, you you almost kind of hope that they may have spoken to some other people. Like, they, they weren't up against anything. All the teams that, were filling managerial vacancies, filled them already when the Yankees started their search. So they weren't competing against time. Whoever they wanted they could talk to. So like why didn't they talk to I trust me, and a lot of our fans wanted Al Padrique to be the manager. I don't. I think he's fine where he is. But why not speak to Al Padrique?
0: Because this is exactly what I said. Who the hell said Al Padrique wants the job? Did he come out and say it? If he did, I'll eat my words. But did Al Padrique come out and say I'd love to be the manager? Hey Al, why
2: don't you stay down here uh drinking Sanka in your ten in your, your two by four office in Scranton when you could be the friggin' manager of the New York Yankees?
0: Because some guys listen, it's not a discredit to yourself to sit there and admit that you wouldn't do a good job in a different role. Al Padrique could sit there and say, Listen, I don't I don't think I have what it takes to handle these guys on a major league level. I'm gonna stay where I know I'm successful, where I'm safe, where I'm I'll gonna have a I'll tell you this right
2: now: if that thought process is in his mind, he needs to step away from the AAA level. Why? If he doesn't think he can handle Aaron Judge and Gary Sanchez come on a major league level, come on. Why is
0: he handling them at the AAA level? It's a completely different. does no, not he does. These want, are he does these very are well. highly touted prospects. But listen. But listen, the pressure on a major league level is completely different. Al Padrique knows he can go into this and be fired the next year. Do you think he wants to, to put that at, out and the you line? think that
2: he wants to, if he doesn't like pressure, you think he wants the pressure of screwing up Gliber
0: Torres' career? He's not gonna, he's not gonna. <laughs> Come on. I'm talking about job safety. This Aaron Boone is, and is, if I'm is, saying, is job that's great. But I got to say Al Padrique has got to at least feel
2: confident enough
0: in himself where he thinks that, hey, I can manage these guys at Triple AAA. Why can't I manage them in the Bronx? Uh, listen, I'm not, I'm not sitting here and I'm not going to say that he doesn't think he could do a good job. All I'm saying is he does a phenomenal job. And as I said, now. and I'll
2: say this again, I do not want Al Padrique as the manager. Never did, never w- will. He's great where he is. But I'm just saying to argue you here.
0: Yeah, well... I think that we just all assume everyone wants this job or everyone threw their hat into the into the ring here and the Yankees were just being disrespectful, not offering them a job or offering him an interview, I mean. Are you
2: surprised it, 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 they didn't answer uh answer David Cohn's phone calls? Same type of guy coming right out of the booth, but Cohn is a guy that's been around this organization
0: for ten years now. I don't know if they I don't know if they felt Cohen had the makeup to handle an entire major league. Alright,
2: going all right, so let's go back to what you were saying. Disaster, right? Did I think now look, I know you hate football and you especially hate the New York Giants, but I'm a Giants fan, right? Obviously the Yankees come first, but I'm still a Giants fan, right? Did I think after
0: eleven and five that we'd be going through this bull crap that we're going through right now? Can I just say that? I don't. I don't hate football. I just don't care about it because of my passion for the Yankees. There's nothing else that I can put my passion towards. That's how much I put towards the Yankees. So I don't have time. You know, he
2: hates, he hates everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, but and when McAdoo got hired, did I say, "Oh, this guy's a colossal disaster"? No, but he turned into one. So maybe, yeah.
0: maybe reverse Juju now. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> So listen, we, you posted something on our Twitter. We wanted to hear some of the reactions after Boone was announced from some of our followers. I'm going to start right here. I think this is a nice topic. From Steve at SpellNJ3 on Twitter. He wrote to us that it's a disaster because Aaron Boone has no true history with the Yankees other than that one home run. And I responded to him, why does that matter? Does it matter to you? No, not at all.
2: Not Did at all. Joe Torre have any history with the New York Yankees when they hired him? Not that I know of. No, he didn't. He had no history with this ball club. Yeah, he managed other places, but but Stephen, you know, we thank Steve for being a follower and his support. But his point was, hey, it's a disaster because he's not a Yankee or he has no history. Uh, other than that home run. That doesn't matter to me. It has no bearing on whether he's going to be good or
0: bad as a manager. It doesn't. We'll get to a couple more. At Queen Steffi, good follower of ours. We can all have our opinions, but none of us have put the time and research in that Cash and the front office have. I think his lifelong interest in the sport and his personality will go a long way. He's young enough to connect with the players and adapt to changes in the game. In cash we trust which goes to the point that I want to make next a lot of people that I've been talking to a lot of diehard fans have said look this might not have been my move this might not be the guy we expected but how can we not trust Brian Cashman at this point and I think a lot of people are are finding peace in the fact that they can trust Cashman for making the right decision and we have to leave this in his hands like we have for so many years. Hey,
2: if you don't trust Brian Cashman then this team has no hope.
0: We had someone say that he's ruined the team o- over this past year. They just made it to game 7 of the ALCS. Aaron Judge just hit 52 home runs. I mean he gave I mean Cashman, Cashman doesn't always make the the right moves, but no one's perfect. You know what? The guy's been phenomenal. If you look at his track record I
2: put his up there with any other GM in this sport. Absolutely. If you take away the money he's allowed to spend and just the shrewd moves this guy makes, he's really good. He's he's underrated. It's hard to say anybody on the Yankees is underrated when they have that type of uh, payroll to play with. But, geez, man, he really doesn't
0: get the credit he deserves the way he built this team. Um, Last, last one we'll read off of here because it's kind of ties into our Corelli interview. Well, we'll we'll read a, a couple more after this, but this is the last one I want to touch on back and forth because this is a big this is a big topic here. Mm-hmm. This is from the name at S underscore Cobb K O B. I honestly don't think it matters who the manager for this team is because this team is so young and talented and they're going to be awesome no matter what. That's another perspective that everyone's had that this team's too talented to fail at this point. Do you do you necessarily feel that the manager really doesn't matter to a point where yeah, maybe a manager could make this team better, but no manager is going to make them so bad that they're going to fail and not make the playoffs or completely bust. You don't know that. I I'm on board with it to a
2: point. I'm not at all. I don't think that that blo- that that blasé attitude that, oh, his manager doesn't matter. They're so good. Yeah, well, the Washington Nationals are so good that they should be able to get out of the NLDS one of these
0: years. But I they, understand. But they don't. What Why? I'm, because
2: Dusty Baker, he sucks as a manager, especially what
0: I, in the big game. But what I'm saying is, yes, maybe there was other guys out there that could have taken this team to another level that Boone can't. But there's truly no one out there who's going to make this team a sixty-win team.
2: No, you can't make you can't turn these Yankees into a sixty-win team. That's 60 what I'm saying. Team.
0: But the
2: it's changed now. We're not building. We're not rebuilding. We're trying to win a World Series now. Are we? Yes, I absolutely. I mean, we no. talked
0: about this, though. Is the pressure off for no, next year? No, it's not. I don't think so. I I would hope not. I would certainly hope not. It's, you've heard this bantied about a
2: lot on Twitter. I'm sure you're reading just as much as I am. Okay. According to people, Cashman's going into the season, same expectations he had no matter whose manager it was going to be. It's time to win. It's time to win now. How do you get this team to game seven in the ALCS last year and say, Oh, I don't care if we don't make the playoffs in 2018 because I got Aaron Boone as my manager. So let's, if we take the year, no, we're winning. This is to win now. This is it. Game over. Like,
0: let's go win a World Series. I would hope so. Andrew Roberts replied. This is a nice reply here at a Roberts 1962. So what was wrong with Joe that we needed to let him go for Aaron Boone? Um, I feel it's a a step backwards when you compare Joe against Aaron. I trust Cashman 100%, and I wish Aaron all the best, but I feel a bit underwhelmed in the moment.
2: You can absolutely not compare Aaron Boone to Joe Girardi. That's not why this move was made. But don't
0: you think that the fans, us included at times, we have to just put Joe Girardi in the past at this point. We have to stop comparing who's... Who's hired now compared to who we let go? Because it's a different beast at this point. You can't, but
2: the Yankees didn't let Joe Girardi go to hire Aaron Boone. They let Joe Girardi go because Brian Cashman was done with him.
0: Exactly. They weren't saying we're letting Joe go because we have a manager out there that's better. They were letting Joe go because they thought his time here ran its course and they wanted to go in a different direction. Let me say this to you because let's,
2: I know you don't don't like when I do this, but I brought up Ben McAdoo earlier, and you know all the trouble he's going through with the Giants right now. And the whole Eli Manning thing that happened this past week, and John Mara came out and used the word communication. There wasn't good communication between McAdoo and Manning. There wasn't good communication between Joe Girardi and his players. Is that a thing now? I mean, like, yeah... Managers and coaches should be able to communicate with their players. But is this a thing that is overriding now? Like, you got to have a great communicator
0: yeah. sitting at the head of the table now? Yeah. You want to know why? A big part of it is because as we grew up, you know, you had a lot of young kids come through in baseball everywhere, obviously prospects and whatnot. But Derek Jeter... When he came up, became an instant superstar, and you don't, you didn't see that all the time. Can I just
2: say this? Did you did you read this? I forget what players came out and said it, but they he came out and he said it, and one of the writers tweeted it that when Jeter would come back to the dugout, um, the guy hitting behind him would say, "How is he?" You know, in reference to the pitcher, and Jeter's response would always be, "He's got." I'm paraphrasing here, but this he says he's got nothing, but he always
0: said this exact line, he, he effing sucks. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I love stories like that. But my point is that as, as baseball has evolved, it has become a very age-driven sport. You see a lot of great teams being made up of guys who are under the age of 25 years old now. Guys who have made a name for themselves before they hit the age of 30. This is a very young age-driven sport Well, you got to think about it. No
2: amphetamines, no steroids. Right. So these guys are crapping out at 35. They can't play deep into
0: their 30s and the 40s now because the drugs are gone. Right. So my point is that you have these young kids coming up who are molding your team now. It's not like you just have one superstar who just came out of the minor leagues. You have a team built up of guys who have just been brought up and who have been successful on this level. You need a guy who's going to be able to communicate on all levels, good and bad. And I think that, yeah, I think baseball has evolved to the point where communication might be the number one priority that teams are looking for in a manager. So you don't need a leader of men anymore. You just need a guy that can talk to these guys. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far with it, but I think it's a very big priority. I really do. Cause that's Aaron Boone. That's all they kept saying. He is articulate
2: and he's a communicator and he speaks well. That's it's, great. It's So important. did Adolf Hitler, but did you, are you going to resurrect him to manage the Yankees? <laughs> I
0: sure as hell hope not. All
2: right. But you know what I'm saying though? Do you understand my yes. point? And we don't mean to offend anybody, but, but just there's great communicators out there that, have no business being near
0: a baseball team. But now this is going to get into our final response. I'm glad you said that. Stanley Fitzgerald at Stan GF 150 Wait, somebody tweeted us about Hitler? No. (laughs) Having watched Aaron Boone play and listening to him at ESPN, I'm very excited about this move. No, he hasn't managed before, but he has been around managing his whole life. Been in baseball his whole life. There are great coaches who started with no experience and succeeded. That leads us to your next awful analogy of Adolf Hitler being a great communicator, but having no right being in baseball. Yeah, there's great communicators out there who have no right being in the game, but Aaron Boone and his entire family have always been in baseball. So that has to go a long way too. You're not just getting a great communicator in here who has no experience. You're getting a guy who has no managerial experience, who can communicate great with the team, but who has always been surrounded by the game of baseball. Doesn't that go a decent way for you? Would
2: it? So because he's a third-generation guy in the, in the big leagues, and his dad was a manager, and his brother was a player, and I think even their grandfather played big league ball, if I'm not mistaken. He did. That's supposed to make—that that gives him credence over, let's say, Carlos Beltran, whose family didn't play Major League Baseball.
0: That's supposed to give him an edge over Carlos Beltran? No, I think the interview process gave him the edge. But let's say all
2: things are created equal, and Beltran and Boone are the same exact guy in the interview process. Cashman can't distinguish between both of them because they're both equally great. Boone should get the edge because his family played Major League Baseball.
0: Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I, I mean, Boone's seen things on different levels than maybe Beltron has because of his family experience. And he's really seen the game evolve to where it is now. So maybe, I don't know. All I'm saying is that you can't discredit this guy completely because he has no managerial experience. I think he has enough baseball experience where he's going to adapt to the role. And I think he's going to be very successful. And we've heard nothing but great things about him. Michael Pei in, in uh, particular, he's one of
2: the guys that went out of his way to on Friday night to tweet how great and how perfect Aaron Boone is for this position. And you know what? He, I hope he's right. I hope that Aaron Boone is the captain of this ship for the next 10 years and leads us to two or three
0: World Series. Yeah, listen, you might not like him. You might not think it was the best move, but guess what? It's the move they made, and we have to hope that any of us who have been negative towards him, any of us who have said he's going to be a colossal disaster, uh, we got to hope that we were wrong. Can I just say something? What? If he would have been the analyst
2: for Fox Sports, I probably would have felt better about him than... Since he, instead of him being the analyst for ESPN. Why? Because we hate ESPN. I I can't, I don't like ESPN. I'm sorry. I, neither do I. I, I don't like their presentation of the game. I don't like, I just don't, I just don't like them. So I think if I'm going to be honest, and I should be honest with her, with her listeners, is a lot of my negativity towards Boone is because he's an ESPN guy. And if he would have been calling games for anybody else, maybe I don't feel the same way. Maybe,
0: I guess we'll never know. Why? Because he wasn't an analyst (laughs) for anyone else. But
2: again, everybody was saying that how great of an analyst he was and how he knew the game. Did you ever? Did you ever sense that from him when he was calling a game? Or mainly because? And I'll be honest, I never really listened to Aaron Boone call a game that the Yankees weren't in because I was either watching the Yankees or if the Yankees were off, I probably was just like taking a break from baseball that day. Very
0: biased towards him because he was in the booth for ESPN, and I just don't care for ESPN. So I don't know. Maybe my opinion was biased. I don't know. Do you have anything more you want to say before we get to Corelli's interview? Um, because we do touch on a lot of great points with Corelli as well. All right, so I'll ask you this.
2: And before last thing I'll ask you before we get into the Corelli interview is...
0: Is the pressure on Aaron Boone coming out of the gate this year? Uh, that was my question I asked you. Or are they expected to go all the way? And you said, yeah. So, yes. You answered it yourself. Yeah. This, but if this he, team's expected to do everything that they did last year and more, yes, the pressure's on. Is he, but is he feeling the, is his seat
2: hot? I think. If they, if Memorial Day, this team is 10 games under 500.
0: Is he is his ass on fire right now? I think that this was part of the reason why they hired him. Because I think he showed a level head that he's not going to feel that pressure. He's going to do what he thinks is best. And he's going to be confident in his decisions. And he's going to turn to anyone he needs to turn to for the right guidance. And I don't think he's going to allow those pressures to affect how he handles this team. And I think that went a long way for the Yankees. I really do. All right. I just want to touch
2: on this also. And I want to thank Chris Corelli for correcting me because I was wrong in using the term puppet. It's a term that we've thrown around here. And I think what he said was mold it is the better vernacular. And I agree to, to an extent that the Yankees want a manager that they can mold into the manager that they want. I know that sounds kind of weird, but they want a guy that they could they – could take out of clay and mold into their manager. You know what I'm saying?
0: I I understand.
2: All right. So they can mold him, and while they're molding him, they're stuffing him up with the analytics and, what, and how Cashman wants the lineup to look in X, Y, and Z, right? But, you know, seventh inning, Tanaka's looking a little gassed at 85 pitches, but the numbers say... You don't take Tanaka out before 100 pitches. That's something that Boone's still got to make the decision for. Is he going to be equipped to maybe go against those numbers in circumstances
0: that say, hey, I know what the numbers say, but come on, man. Use your eyes here. This goes back to something I've been saying for the last couple weeks. I think Rothschild's going to be a big part of that decision now. I think Rothschild would maybe give his opinion to Joe in the past and whatnot, but I think Rothschild's really going to be making those big time decisions where Boone's going to look to him and trust and trust. All right, him. But we
2: don't know who the bench coach is. We don't know who to hit. We, we will. We will see. And you know, what if, you know, what if, um, I don't know. Let's say Gary Sanchez hits a buck 93 off of Justin Verlander. Right. But Sanchez is really, really hot right now. He's on a tear. He's hitting six ten in his last 12 games. Numbers say it's time to give Gary Sanchez a day off. But Gary Sanchez is red hot right now. Again, where where is Boone going to be the guy that says, no, my catcher is on fire right now. I'm sticking in the lineup. I don't care what these numbers say. I guess we'll find out. I have confidence in him. That's my thing. That's my one thing that I don't... And when I meant colossal disaster, and I'm glad that we got to this point because... I always felt that Boone would be a guy that did exactly what Cashman said, where maybe Beltran wouldn't. I don't know why I just sensed that about Beltran, where he might push back a little bit more. Or maybe Rob Thompson, since he's been with the organization so long, would have pushed back more. Yeah. But maybe to me, for some reason, I see Boone as the guy that says, okay, boss, whatever you say, I'm going to be the guy to institute that. Can Boone make the go
0: against those numbers sometimes. Is he going to be able to make that call? I have confidence in him. I, I think he will. I think he will. And I think in time he'll become more confident uh, as the games go on to make those decisions. And and I think he's going to do a really good job.
2: And this is something we've heard rumored, and this is the last thing we'll say before we get into Corelli, uh, that Eric Wedge could potentially be a bench coach candidate because he does have a relationship with uh, Boone, would you be okay with that? Yes, I would. All right, so, I mean, is there any... Do we cover all the bases? I mean, are you satisfied with how we handled this? I I think I am, yeah. And I think the Corelli interview, I mean, I think we sufficiently covered this. I mean, this is monumental. People don't understand that this is the... In the last 20 years, the Yankees are now on their third manager, that's that's a that's such a shockingly low number. Yeah, because you think about it, who else is angels? The angels, <laughs> right? That's, <laughs> that's it. it. That's the only team. And Buck's been around for a while in Baltimore, but they made a lot of cho- yeah. uh,
0: changes before then. So. Toronto's made a lot of changes. I, I mean, outside of the Angels, you know, it's a very low number, and it. this is and, not, and that's a lot of pressure this too. This is not the
2: Kansas City Royals making a managerial move. This is not even the Mets making a managerial move. This is the New York Yankees making the managerial move. This is a big news story. That, and now they have it. They have the guy in place. So, I know, you know, our our religious list, not religious as in I believe in God, but God, people that listen to us religiously, <laughs> that follow us every week, are on top of everything we do. They know we how down me, and maybe Chris to a lesser extent, have been on Boone. But you know what? Deep down... And the number one reason why we're here is we're Yankee fans. So, I would never root against Aaron Boone. He's the guy that the organization sees fit to run this team. So, he ha- if Cashman wants him there, hey, you know what? I'm behind the guy 110% now.
0: So am I. Because
2: what I want more than anything, I want to go to a parade in November. So. I
0: agree. All right, let's kick it to Chris Corelli of SNY and uh, Sporting News. Uh, listen to what he has to say on the managerial decision and – Shohei Otani, We got a little bit of that out of him. Enjoy. All right, we're on with uh, Chris Corelli here from SMY and Sporting News. What's going on, Chris? How are you today, man? I'm doing well. How are you guys?
1: Pretty good. Busy week yet again. <laughs> yeah, that stuff's starting to hit the fan now.
2: Yeah, so uh, we when we uh, talked to you to get you to come on this week, we thought we were just going to do a little uh, back and forth about the potential managerial candidates. Little do we know, late Friday night, that news broke. Uh, it was like process of elimination. You started hearing Rob Thompson wasn't going to be the manager. Then you heard it wasn't going to be uh, Carlos Beltron. And then all of a sudden, you know, uh, probably about 8 o'clock, uh, New York Daily News was one of the first ones to report it, that uh, Aaron Boone will become the 35th manager of the New York Yankees. So Chris, um, let Wanted to get your thoughts on what you think about the uh, hiring of Aaron Boone as the new Yankee manager.
1: Yeah, I mean, if, I'm going to kind of just back backpedal just a minute because I, this whole process uh, was was fairly strange to me. I thought that the for the amount of time that they were taking to get to the point where they selected Boone, I, I felt like they could have probably spoken to some some more people, uh, and I was really surprised they didn't bother interviewing any of their minor league managers, uh, even just to you know, like they said, they were collecting ideas from people. Uh, you would have thought the people, uh, the guys involved in bringing up Judge and Sanchez and Severino, et cetera, would probably be people you'd want to talk to, even if it was just to get an idea of maybe who some of the other candidates, uh, how they felt about them. Uh, just to, to not get any words from them was, was kind of surprising, especially considering they were taking their time, which was fine. You know, they didn't have to rush. They didn't have any competition for the people they were speaking with, Um you know, so the, the, the whole situation kind of really baffled me, and then they, they didn't even bother having second interviews. Kind of leads me to believe that probably from the beginning they were pretty high on Boone. Uh, obviously, he did well in his interview, and, uh, you know, there it goes. Nobody else, uh, I guess, overtook him, and I, I think Beltran's uh, last second interview was probably the last-ditch effort to see if there was someone else who, uh, you know, might sway them away from Boone. And, you know, I guess Beltran did okay, but obviously not well enough um, I was surprised I mean I'm not listen I, I, I have no control over what they, they do I wish him the best um, I do believe he can do well um, it just probably wasn't going to be my first choice I, I actually felt of the six people that they uh, that they spoke with that he was probably third for me um, behind Beltran and Muens um, for various reasons I mean but yeah, you know what um, we'll see what he can do
0: well it's funny that you brought up the the last-minute Beltron interview. We were starting to hear some rumors early on the other day, and we were starting to hear that Boone was going to be named manager before all of this started to really break open, and it didn't make sense to us because if they were going to go after Beltron and sit down and interview him, and then all of a sudden after that, they just had their candidate, how did it make sense that it wasn't Beltran? And in my head, I made sense of it as, if Beltron wasn't going to wow them more than Boone, I don't think they needed to keep going on to see who was going to be better than Aaron Boone to fit this team right now. And I think that Beltron interview might have been great, great, but the fact that Boone still shined over him maybe showed the Yankees that there was really no one else they had to interview at that point.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, that's exactly what I think it was too. I mean, there was probably a small chance that Beltron was going to, you know, do enough to. To overtake him and maybe to force a second round, so to speak, um, which I was also kind of surprised didn't happen. Um, but obviously, he didn't do quite enough. And, you know, they. I think you're right. I think they had their man. They, they probably had him nailed down, you know, uh, after they spoke to the initial five before Thanksgiving. And, uh, you know, maybe Beltran also. I really thought I had to was Beltran possibly was holding things up in that he wasn't sure if he even wanted to interview uh, finally got back to them after the holiday, and that's why they granted him the interview and just kind of went through the process with him. Um, so that's, you know, that's kind of where I felt too. Is I think, honestly, as the way it, it unfolded, they probably had Boone at the top of their list from from the very beginning.
2: All right, so we're on with Chris Corelli of uh, Sny TV and of the Sporting News, just talking about uh, Aaron Boone being named the new Yankees manager. Um, Chris. Going into this interview process, we knew that the Yankees were probably going to select somebody that had no managerial experience, uh, and obviously they did because Boone's never even coached at the Major League level. Do you see that as maybe a positive or a negative for him that he's never been inside of a Major League clubhouse in, uh, I guess, like a supervisor role, whether it be a batting coach, an infield coach? Or do you think that maybe just fresh eyes out of the booth can maybe be something good for this team?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's positives and negatives. I think, you know, overall, I I don't want to call it a negative because he's he's got enough experience as a player and as an analyst. And, and you know, I'll grant him a little bit as far as the growing up in the game uh, stuff that's being thrown around. I mean, I'm not sure how far that really takes you as uh, becoming the manager of the Yankees. But, you know, every little bit of experience he has counts. Um, but, to me, it's how is he going to be able to translate everything he's learned as a player and as an analyst um, into the day-to-day responsibilities of a manager? Um, you know, how is he going to react to the first time he's presented with an actual game situation uh, that he hasn't handled as a manager, hasn't even seen as a coach? You know, like you say, you know, you can sit up in a booth and and quantify how you're going to move on from one batter to the next. That's not really what he's doing as an analyst. You know, he's not really paid to do that specifically. He he's going to be paid to do that now. I mean, every batter, every pitch, you know, it matters. You know, he's he's going to have to rely on a, a good deal of gut. But also at the same point, you know, I, I I wrote yesterday that I think a lot of what's going to be handed down to him is coming from the front office as far as you know what they're expecting on a daily basis, and he's just the man that's going to kind of keep the uh, keep the cogs rolling. You know, I I, I don't I don't necessarily think he's not going to be able to make his own decisions, so I don't want that to come across as that, but I do feel like he's going to have a very uh, extensive game plan presented to him uh, on a daily basis against you know whoever's pitching for their team, and a lot of suggestions, if not a complete lineup for uh, at least the very beginning of the, you know his, his tenure. All
2: right, Chris, do you buy into this notion because you, you did kind of bring it up there and we figured out that this was probably the way the Yankees were going to go, that I hate to use the term puppet, but it almost seems like that what Cashman kind of wanted a guy that he could dictate things to. And uh, so do you think that a lot of what is going to happen is going to be moves from Cashman? And the second part to that is we've heard a lot of this going around from mostly fans, but that people seem to think that it doesn't matter who the Yankees manager is, that this team is going to be that talented. Do you see the manager having that much of an effect on this team, or do you think that this team is just going to be that good going forward that they can win maybe in spite of somebody like Boone with no experience?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, no, I, all right, let's try to I'll try to answer that from both angles. <laughs> um, I, I don't think, I, I think the word mold uh, versus puppet would be better. I think they want somebody who uh, they feel fits into um, their their notion of how the team is going to be run and how it's going to continue to grow with the kids that are coming up and the kids that are just started. Um, I think that they probably felt during the interview that he had a lot of the same ideas that they did. I'm sure they asked him and asked all the candidates several questions based on, you know, this is our team. How do you see it going forward? Is there anything you changed? Is there something that we're missing what do you see and i'm sure he gave some very good answers to that so and and answers likely that you know coincided with how they felt the team was going to look going forward and how they thought uh, things should progress um you know so mold probably is a better word i think that very early on there's going to be a lot of influence from the front office as far as how he's handling day-to-day situations um because because he does not have the experience to do it you know um And and then over time, uh, he'll probably get a little bit firmer grip, you know, around the team and maybe be able to institute some of his own ideas, provided that he has, you know, more or less cleared them with the front office and and they, you know, make decisions going forward. You know, Cashman early on also said uh, in in the interview process that he wanted to be able to have a person that would bounce ideas back off of them and that would, you know, contest things that they didn't believe in that the front office was pushing that um, doesn't mean that that person's going to win out um, during those those discussions. Uh, the manager, uh, but you know, at least he wants somebody to go back and forth with him. So that's why I think you know, puppet wise, no. And yeah, the other manager has, to me, even if he's um, being heavily influenced by the front office, he he's got he's got to deal with these the actual guys in the clubhouse uh, every day. You know, he's got to be able to tra- translate the the message from above to them. He's got to get the players to understand. Uh, why they're in the lineup one day, why they're not another day, um, why, is, uh, why am I playing in the field today, why am I not playing in the field today, uh, why am I batting fifth, sixth, seventh, or eighth, those kinds of things are the stuff that he's going to have to be the, uh, the messenger for, so to speak. And he's going to need to be able to do it, um, I guess, better than Girardi did because I think in the, you know, in the end that was probably part of Girardi's issue was he wasn't getting these messages across um, to the players as to why things were being handled the way that they were um, because this isn't something new. I think you know Cashman and the front office had you know, their hands in, in this, uh, in this roster, active roster for, for a while now. Um, but now at this point, they've got somebody I think that they uh, feel like they can groom. Um, so maybe they can uh, let him fly after a certain period of time. And I'll tell you what, it's, uh, it's pretty crazy. You've heard nothing
0: but great things about Boone since they've announced it. Uh, mm-hmm. how great of a, of a guy he is, his personality, and how he can really take this team. And you know what? You, tr- you sit here and you try and wrap your head around the idea that this Yankees team who just made it to Game 7 of the ALCS hired someone with zero managerial experience. And the only, there's two ways in my head that I make sense of it. The first one is, is, again, what you're hearing, how personable he is, how he adapts to any situation. He can talk to anybody. Uh, that's someone the Yankees were looking for. That's something we can be hopeful for. And the second thing is, yeah, they hired someone with no experience, and you don't want to call him a puppet. I think it's disrespectful at this point. He is our manager now. But you have a guy now who's coming in and who's going to look for some guidance. He's going to be okay listening to Cashman or turning to Cashman or to someone for some advice. And I think the Yankees really did want someone who, again, like you said, wasn't going to give them much kickback if they needed things done a certain way but you know what boone's coming in he's going to be confident but he's going to need some guidance and i think the yankees wanted a guy in there who was going to look for some direction and i've said that for a couple weeks now and i think boone's the perfect candidate for that
1: yeah i mean it also leads me to believe that they're going to need to get somebody who's got a strong background um as a bench coach. I mean, because oh, he can he can bounce ideas off a of cashman in the analytics department and everybody else before games, but you know, in game scenarios he's he's gonna need somebody um, you know close to him that's been through it before. At least even if it's well, listen, least as, as a minor league manager. I mean there, there's there's again there's just as I said at the very beginning, there's so many circumstances that come up in a baseball game that he's not used to dealing with as it happens. He's sure. just not I you know
0: we were actually saying last week that you know, if Boone becomes the manager, you're going to start seeing the other coaches almost have a managerial presence as well. You're going to see Rothschild kind of have more of a say in game on if the guy's
1: coming out or if he's staying in for yep. another inning. Absolutely. he's going to lean on Rothschild, it's heavily because, again, he wasn't a pitcher. So, again, he doesn't have that. He doesn't even have that, you know, to fall back on as his, you know, baseball life or experience it has nothing to do with pitching, you know. So, yeah, Rothschild becomes incredibly important. Um, as well and you're right you know maybe it's just a matter of him being like a head coach in football that just has you know the offensive coordinator defensive coordinator so to speak and you know and and has a very experienced staff around him to help him you know on that process he's got a to me he's got a big uphill climb I'm not saying he can't make it and he might end up being great uh, but to me it's it's uh, it's going to be a, a pretty significant you know um, process for him to to learn and his role. All right, so Boone's taking over for a guy that he
2: got, you know, quote a rebuilding team to Game Seven of the ALCS this past season. Girardi's constantly overachieved with some uh, old broken down Yankee teams. He's got the World Series championship on his resume. So Boone's stepping in, this team's got high expectations right now. Um, do you think the Yankees think they, they're taking a, you know, they might take a step back next year? or is this like they're ready to go full cylinder and make a run uh, at the World Series next year with Boone as their manager?
1: Yeah, I think that they believe that they can still uh, advance a little bit further. I think they could, um, they, 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 they got the, they've They got the people to do it, right? I mean, they've got a roster that is you know, coming back. They may add a couple more key pieces, and if they do, then I don't see why they wouldn't be you know, among the favorites to, to win the American League pennant this uh, coming year. I don't know. See, it's hard to to me. Sometimes it's difficult to quantify how much, how many wins a manager you know adds or takes away from his team. Um, You know, we can try to go game by game and figure out if a decision here or there might have caused a difference in the in the results. But um, you know, if if, even if it's two, three, up to five games per year, um, I'm not sure how detrimental adding Boone is going to be um, until. And this is where it becomes really critical is until the postseason. You know, and then you've got another whole, uh, another whole animal in front of you as far as how to navigate a team through, you know, those games to get to the World Series and hopefully a title. Um, so, it, to me, the expectations are going to really grow regardless of Boone because each of the players has another year under their belt. Um, they've got a very good core. Uh, they, they could have a very, they could have ex, an ex, ex, extremely good uh, rotation. You know, their bullpen is. Uh, one of the best in the game, you know, so I, I don't see um, them being happy, so to speak, you know, going backwards, you know, saying get an old uh, division series, you know, I don't think that'll be considered successful just because they hired a new manager. Right,
2: last thing I wanted to ask you on Boom before we get a little bit of your opinion on Shohei Otani is if the Yankees are sitting at Memorial Day under 500, do you think that Cashman might regret this decision, or is, it, or is this something that he's going to, you know, he's going to let play
1: out for two or three years? I mean, it's, uh, well. Let's see how long Cashman's deal ends up being, and that's how long it's going to play out. You know, seriously. I mean, if, if Cashman's running on a tour, th- uh, uh, he's going to get a three-year deal at the least, three or four-year deal. Um, you know, he's going to be given the opportunity to, to see it through, and he'll make that decision within probably a year or two on Boone. Um, You know, we don't even know the terms of Boone's contract yet either. Uh, But I don't think we don't need another Ben
2: McAdoo situation over here.
1: Yeah, I, I, I just, I don't see. I think the Yankees are too talented. I think a lot of other things would have to happen. um, Where, if the Yankees are seven games back on, you know, June first, it's probably not going to be because of Boone. It's probably going to be because of underperformance or because uh, there's been significant injuries and so on. You know, I don't I don't think a manager can be that bad uh, to have a team be set that far back in the first two months of the season. Not, so, not with this kind of talent. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. I mean it's it's kind of it'd be ridiculous to think that Boone would be the uh, the culprit if the team is uh, fading uh, already before the summer even begins. Uh, that would lead me to believe that other things have happened, uh, many other factors really that you know are kind of uh, bringing them down. And that's a possibility too, right? I mean, you think there's nothing that says that Judge is going to hit 50 home runs next year, and Sanchez is going to hit another 35, and you know they can they can backpedal, uh, and injuries can pop up. They were fairly they were fairly healthy last year, really, when you when you go back and look at it. Um, so, you know, it's that's how baseball is, though, right? I mean, every year is a, is a completely different story. Sure. All right, before we let you go, since you wrote a piece about
2: it on SMY.tv about the uh, Shohei Ohtani, it was actually, uh, I guess you would call, uh, the Yankees' love letter to uh, Shohei Ohtani, (laughs) Uh, we wanted to get your opinion. Do you think that he's going to wind up in New York?
1: I think, I would say I'd put it at about 60% chance. I mean, I don't, they're probably the favorites, I mean, only because of all the, all the things they can offer him and the fit just seems to me to be incredibly good for both sides. But, you know, there's a chance that someone else comes and, and wows him as well. And, and he feels that it's either as good or a better situation after he speaks to them. And this next couple of weeks is going to be pretty crazy considering how many people he's going to probably try to, or any teams he's going to try to talk to um, in order to make his decision before, what, by the, the 22nd of December. Uh, I, I I'd say 60% shot that the Yankees are the team that uh, he signs with. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if it's a you know, handful of other you know um, top contending teams. I have two quick things that I just want to pick your brain on. First being that I,
0: you know, I read the Yankees have a, an advantage because they do have a history with Otani or his agency um, mm-hmm. that could give them the upper hand. The second thing, and I don't know how much you know about this, and I forget where I read it, Um, I'm not sure if it was rumored or if he actually said that he wouldn't want to play on a team with another Japanese star or people were concerned that he might not want to be on a team with, say, Masahiro Tanaka, another Japanese star. I don't know if you heard that or if you could tell us how true it would be or or is or whatnot.
1: To me, that's uh, that's a nonsense statement that someone threw out there. Uh, There's no reason for he or his agency to put out a statement like that, other than if it came from them, other than to try to boost other clubs in their, you know, in their pitches and in, in what they're planning on offering him outside of what they, you know, are, are held to by the, you know, the bonus situation with the international players. Uh, I, I can't imagine why that might end up being his ultimate um, reason as to not come to New York because Tanaka is there, maybe, but, for it to come out that early, it certainly didn't come from his side of the group. It's it's really ridiculous to eliminate, you know, like what many people think to be the best team, uh, the best team with the best chances to get him. And, yes, the, the relationship with uh, CAA is very good. So, again, another reason why why would they put something out like that at all. To me, it's probably just another team that is, you know, throwing rumors about and trying to boost their own team's uh chances of, of getting him uh, or keeping them in the, in the, in the picture, so to speak. Um, I, I, I doubt that will be the, the, the final result of, uh, of the decision because then again, you know, look at, uh, if that's the case, then you Darvish better sign before he does. Cause what if he ends up on the same team as Darvish? You know, he's not, it makes no, it makes no sense. It's a, it was a, to me, the total nonsense uh, thing that came out from, I don't remember who said it either, but you're right, it was definitely out there, you know, and people ran with it, and it's, I think it's crazy. Well, In, your, uh, in,
2: in that uh, article that you wrote, you did mention that as a way to kind of sway Otani, that the Yankees do have a history of of doing well with Japanese superstars like uh, Tanaka, mm-hmm. and they had Ichiro and Kuroda and Obviously, Matsui, so maybe that would be something that he could lean on to say, hey, I could come to the Yankees and be comfortable because people that have come from my country, they've come in here and they transition
1: very well. Absolutely. I mean, you know, again, it's like, you know, other teams are not going to be able to say to him, look, we've had success with superstars like yourself. I mean, it's not even just they had success with, you know, a, a random guy from Japan who came over. These are, you know, these were some of the top flight players ever to come out of that league. You know, and, and he's going to be considered the same, assuming he uh, is, he does as well in MOB as he did, you know, in Japan. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, and of course, they've got those guys to pitch to him, too, right? I mean, they've got them to speak to him and, and sit down when the time comes and can explain directly, you know, how they liked, they liked New York. And they, they stuck around for a long time. I wrote in that piece also that, you know, Tanaka stayed. <laughs> he could have left. You know, I think if Tanaka bolts, then maybe he's got an idea of oh well, wait, what what was going on there? Well, what's the problem? You know, and I know there's there's other issues with with Tanaka too. But he, he could have opted out, and he probably could have at least made the same amount of money back somewhere else. Um, so yeah, to me uh, that's it's a distinct advantage to have uh, a pretty long history with uh, with Japanese stars. He's been billed
2: as a Japanese Bay Ruth two-way player, pitcher, hitter. So if he comes to the Yankees, is this something the Yankees are going to really experiment with? With maybe he plays two days in the field somewhere or DHs and he gets at bats. And then on the fifth day he pitches, how do you see that playing out if he, if he indeed do, does become a Yankee?
1: You know, Cashman flat out said the other day that they were going to allow him to try to play, uh, you know, be a pitcher and, and get them at bats. Um, before I wrote that pitch uh, article, about two weeks prior, I wrote, you know, how he would fit into the roster or how I felt he would. And to me, this guy's a starting, you know, he's a, he's a rotation member. Um, and I felt that if he was a rotation guy that he'd be able to get a couple of days at DH. My feeling on that is um, the Yankees might want to rest him the day before and the day after a start. You know, these, you know the Jap- Japanese players or pitchers are not used to going every five days as it is. Um, so you, you'd want to give him as much rest as possible. I'm sure they skip him probably every so often as well. Um, but I see him hitting like two times every five days. So within a five-day rotation, five-man rotation, I'd see him being a DH the other two days, you know, two of the days and, and full days of rest. Uh, well, the probably other, I know. Figured, uh, what he wouldn't
2: hit the day after and the day before he pitches.
1: That's what I thought. I mean, it wasn't they could test it that way for the first part of the year. And if he's feeling strong and he tells them, look, you know uh the day before I can do it. You know, I, I I can't see him doing it the day after, but maybe the day before I can hit. Um, maybe he's just available off the bench those days, right? Maybe he just hits them late in the game if they need the day before and the day after where he still gets a plate appearance, you know, uh on the days uh before and after he starts. Um but I, I just think that uh first year in, the more the more rest they give him if he's gonna be a starting pitcher, uh definitely the better. And you know, a couple days Every two games, you know, 40% of the days he's hitting, it's still a significant number of plate appearances. And I also wrote then that it, it provides the Yankees with the ability to shuffle the four people that they're going to have in the outfield, uh, get the corner guys some DH time, get Sanchez some DH time as well, uh, just to keep everybody you know, that much uh, pressure as the season goes on. So I think it really, to me, his uh, being in the roster would, would benefit them in, in, in many ways, besides you know, what he presents you know, himself on the field.
0: Chris, we really appreciate your time. Again, uh, follow Chris on Twitter at Chris underscore Corelli. That's C-A-R-E-L-L-I. Um, anything else you want to let our followers know uh,
1: that you might have coming out?
0: Anything uh, for I, them to I wrote, take a look at?
1: Uh, sure, I wrote something uh, yesterday, or came out yesterday, actually, about uh, you know the difficulties of trading Jacoby Ellsbury. Everybody seems to believe that. You know, there's a, there's a magic wand that makes all the, the bad parts of the go away and that he'd be well, easy to deal. maybe Santa Claus can deliver to him to a different team this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, they, they might need Santa Claus to intervene. Uh, so that's that's what I've got out uh, recently. And, uh, you know, I just want to say thanks again for having me on. I, I do appreciate it.
2: No problem, Chris. Uh, you know, have a happy and very healthy holiday season to you and your family, and thanks again for coming on and speaking with us for a few minutes today.
1: Okay, same to you guys. Take care.
0: Have a good one, Chris. Thank you
2: bye guys alright that was Chris Corelli of SNY TV uh, and the sporting news you can follow him on Twitter at Chris Corelli how many R's and L's in there
0: <laughs> <laughs> one R two L's C-A-R-E-L-L-I
2: uh, Chris is great we love him um, I've, you know we've built up a great relationship with a couple of people doing this and you know Chris is one of our favorites so we thank him for coming on here um, just briefly since one of the reasons why we got him on was to talk about Shohei Ohtani. Yeah, apparently this is a big week for Ohtani. There's going to be meetings in LA uh, to meet with the Japanese superstar and teams are going to give their pitch to him. I asked him, I asked Corelli, since this was something that he wrote about, is is
0: Ohtani coming to the Yankees? 60% he gave us. Yeah. Um, I think so. I'm confident in it. It's almost like a... It's almost like a given to me. I've I've almost just expected him to be Yankee. Next Are you gonna be year.
2: disappointed if he signs somewhere else? No, I won't be. Actually, I wouldn't. That's be one either. thing. I'm not uh, like
0: I don't. Yeah, this is maybe not, maybe we will be. Maybe he'll prove us to be. But but
2: that's gonna be down the road. Like if tomorrow you read Shohei Otani signs with the Milwaukee Brewers, I'm gonna be like okay, because you don't know with this
0: guy. He's not a proven commodity, and it's a gimmick. He's coming in with a gimmick. Right. I agree. So, no, I, I won't be disappointed, not right off the bat, no. But I do, I, I it's almost like a given in my head, like I said. I'll almost be thrown off if he's not a Yankee. I just expect him to be here. And this is the last thing
2: we'll say before we get into the giveaway, which I have to rip our listeners, or, well, our non-listeners <laughs> for, but anyway, last thing on Otani here is, do you almost feel like this whole dog and pony show is beneath the Yankees? Like, they're the New York Yankees Right, And to me, a part of me is like, why do we have to go out there and woo Shohei Ohtani like he's the prettiest girl in the dance and we're trying to take her home, right? You understand what I'm saying? Like, I do. Like um, teams have to, and I use this term with Corelli, like they have to write love letters to Shohei Ohtani and show how great they are. You know what? Brian Cashman could say, I'm going to win a World Series in the next two or three years. You want to be on that train Here's my rings to show that I know what I'm doing and that's it. Take it or leave it. Not like the brewers who have to say, hey, we got great beer here and you know we'll get people drunk enough to maybe show up at the game
0: sometimes. I don't think it's beneath them. I think it's just part of the, the process. Um, they see a big future in this guy, in this kid. Uh, they're going to do anything it takes for him to get here and to better this team,
2: I just don't like the whole. Oh, he's a pitcher, but we're gonna let him
0: bat two days a week. Oh, well, you're gonna have to get over it. I'm not gonna get over it. <laughs> um, our giveaway, third week now,
2: third friggin' week. We're trying to get. If you people don't want free things, then I don't know what well, to listen, tell you. You
0: gotta, you gotta, you know, soften up a little bit. Not everyone has the podcast apps where they listen to or have the time to listen to. But it's something that we've stated in each giveaway that we're going to announce it. In uh, I don't
2: mean to rip our listeners. I don't want to offend anybody. We appreciate everybody's support. I mean, we say, we come on here and we say it time and time again. The way this this outlet has grown in since August when we started, has been mind-boggling that we, ha- we gave away Yankee tickets for 100 followers, and we have over 3,200 right now. In what, three months, four months maybe? Four months. So the support and growth has been outstanding, and we're humbled by it. But our driving force here is this podcast. (laughs) So we want you to listen to the
0: podcast. Of course. And we're not. Listen, if we're going to give things away, right, we're not asking for anything in return but for you to listen to the podcast. So it's a little, it's of course, it's a little give and take but that's all we're asking for back is to have some and we're not someone. being
2: shady about it if we're gonna give some away on Twitter I'd say this is a Twitter giveaway retweet and we'll pick from the winner here but if we say this is a podcast giveaway if you're gonna enter you got to know you got to listen right.
0: so uh, the winner of the bottle openers and the shot glasses is gab at Gabby underscore Asher congratulations hopefully uh, you listen and you'll reach out to us and all you gotta do is
2: dm us say hey i listened i know i'm the winner and we'll get your mailing information and we'll send you along the prize they've been sitting here so long i can't even find them (laughs) because i don't know where they might have been kicked around the room 10 or 12 times maybe but i'm getting the wind up here i'm getting the wind up here i'm gonna start
0: playing the music
2: all right You know that I hate you, right? <laughs> yes. You like to tell everybody
0: that you hate me, yes. but I legitimately hate you. I legitimately hate your guts also.
2: You know, it's Christmas and we should be nicer to each other. It's not and Christmas yet. It's because and it's my birthday in a couple weeks. so. It's because I hate you that I tell you that I hate you. I know. All right. So again, we want to thank Chris Corelli for coming on here. A great interview. A great spot. Um, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to write my uh, Christmas list to Santa that Chris goes away. Stacy not Corelli, <laughs> and I can do the show on my own. Um, <laughs> I don't know what else to say other than please go to nyysportstalk.com slash podcast and... You'll find this
0: podcast there. Where but, you can subscribe. But you just hit the subscribe button now and it shows you everywhere you can subscribe. Subscribe.
2: Chris doesn't make things easy for you. He makes them easy for himself because oh, he's, that, my he's God. that dumb
0: that he, <laughs> <laughs>
2: if it's easy for me, then no, I can. It's
0: No, uh, it's always about keeping it simple. Stupid. Kiss. Mm. No.
2: Anyway, please go to Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at NYY sports Talk follow me on Twitter at Christian underscore nyyst and
0: follow me at Chris jr underscore nyYST uh, where
2: he has nothing interesting to say <laughs> the only time that you ever tweet anything original is when you see me talking to somebody else and then you get jealous and yeah. then you have to jump in
0: yeah because you don't know what you're talking about
2: I don't know what I'm talking yeah. about you hate, you hate me so much, but then when I have other friends, you get so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> again, thank you for listening. Uh, again, thank you to Chris Corelli for coming on. Um, thank you to Brian Cashman for naming a manager so we don't have to beat our heads over the wall talking about this every week now. Um, the return of the Bronx Bummers next week. So if anybody was looking forward to that, uh, I hope you understand that the Yankees naming a manager kind of took precedent over yes. the Bronx Bummers. The third baseman are up next. So next week, unless uh the Yankees trade Aaron Judge for uh I don't know a couple a bag of balls. Bag of balls in a in a in an elf outfit, we'll uh we'll do <laughs> we'll do the Bronx Bummers third baseman. So just real quick before we go Your brother doesn't think your brother thinks I'm off base on this. That I don't know that I'm crazy for saying this, but based if you take out the home run, Aaron Boone belongs on the
0: list. Yeah, but that home run just takes you so off the list. But he belongs on the list. (laughs) So,
2: and here's a that would be fitting. Here's a fun thing that we can do. When the podcast gets posted tomorrow, Twitter poll, since you'll post the podcast, do the Twitter poll. Should we debate Aaron Boone for third base bums? Okay. And if the deal. fans want us to, we'll do it. Okay, deal. All right? So, again, thank you for listening. Uh, at NYY Sports Talk on Twitter. And um, Chris, say goodbye. <laughs>